right, we're back. Uh, it's been a long... I know you've all been waiting for this time. Uh, we have been gone for two weeks. Drum roll. Yep, drum roll, please. Uh, the Balcony Chatter Podcast is back after two long weeks of no episodes. It feels like forever to me. Um, but yeah, so we're back. I am one host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, as always, Tim Taylor. Tim, does it feel as long for you as it does for me? Yeah, um... Maybe it feels longer, you know, it, it, it's kind of just thinking about when games are still going on. Yeah. Even the end of the NBA Finals feels like uh, a month ago now, and maybe a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know. The, everything the else going the, on in the world. Yeah, yeah everything <laughs> else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, time, time certainly has hit an all stop, a full stop. Yeah. But we do have some good news, um, aside from the fact that we are back. I want to start out with saying how this you know, how we're going to continue the podcast or we're going to um, try to stick to a schedule moving forward because we've been putting out episodes kind of here and there sometimes. And uh, I'd like to stick to a day so that everybody knows when it's coming out and when they can expect it. So we will have an episode released every Friday morning. Balcony um, Chatter Friday. Balcony Chatter Friday. Something for you guys to look forward to. Um, but I will say... We will, although we will be doing an episode every week, we may have guests or other episodes that come out. We could have two episodes a week, or we may just put that out as our weekly uh, episode on Fridays. But we will, no matter have what, guests. we will, we will there actually. Are more we, on the way. We have some set up, and as always, I will not say who it is until we get a little bit closer. But um, getting pretty excited to kind of get back into that and try to get some more people on here that we want to talk to about sports and about other stuff. Um, but get a yeah, lot of different I mean, heads in from different, you know, uh, rooting backgrounds, different parts of the country, what they want in their off seasons for hockey and uh, basketball, all yep. the sort. Yep. But yeah, so you guys can look, look for uh, episodes every Friday moving forward. Um, and we're not really going to, you know, We'll try to do what we feel is best. I mean, we're not going to try to stick to anything specifically, but we want to make sure that we're constantly putting out stuff for you guys to listen to and uh, give us your feedback on because, as always, we've said in a lot of the past episodes that we love to get the feedback and the interaction going and try to get some conversation with people that listen because we want to know what you guys like and what you want to hear and if there's anything that we do on some of these episodes that you really enjoy um, that feedbacks that it helps us moving forward with what we want to do in the future. So, um, but not a lot going on right now, unfortunately in the sports world, we are kind of up in the air on a lot of stuff, but we do have some news. We got some news um, there's, there's or some, some or some, some non news points. too. Yeah. Yeah. We got non news. We got, we got news news. I we guess up in the air news. We'll start, we'll I start guess, with the ice, right? We're getting closer to winter. Yeah, let's do that. It's starting to get pretty cold out here, actually, for the time of year. Uh, My house said it was 95 degrees outside today. Yeah, whatever, dude. And my phone says it'll be 91 tomorrow. We had snow the day before Halloween, so. It's going to rain on Saturday and Sunday, and I have never been more excited for something. I haven't seen (laughs) rain in so long. That must be strange. I went up to Big Bear, so I did experience uh, 40-degree weather. This past weekend, and you know, New New Hampshire mountain vibes. It was cool. It's a little escape from LA. It's two hour drive. It was dope. Shout out to Big Bear. Did you feel like you were gonna die though? 
uh, I well, it was Halloween. I went with a you know a uh, a tested small group of comrades, and we stayed in a house that was owned by the guy who wrote Saw, and it had some spooky energies, man. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was something else. So yeah, I thought I might have died, not from the weather though. Oh okay. I mean, it's way cooler the story that you have rather than the weather. I yeah. mean, I did I didn't know that, but that's right. pretty sick. It's pretty. It was it was dope. It was dope. Yeah. Ten out of ten. I highly recommend Big Bear. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess we'll start with with hockey stuff because I don't know. I think the number one thing that we haven't talked about yet, and it still hasn't happened, is why has Chara not resigned, and what is going to happen? Because recently we've been seeing things like his agent has said multiple times that they're they're reviewing all options, which I don't know what that really means. But to me, it sounds like they're looking at potentially going somewhere else for a year. So yeah. to me, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And let me tell you why. And I think we might have talked about this before. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense to me because the only reason that he would go somewhere else is to go to a team that is going to contend for the cup. And the Bruins are a team that is going to contend for the cup next year or mm-hmm. whenever the season does start. Because yeah. that's a whole other thing that we'll touch on shortly. But... That that's why it makes no sense to me. Why would you want to leave to go to another team that has probably an equal shot of winning? Unless he goes to Tampa, I suppose. But we are. Do you think he has on, a number? We talked about last time how we don't think he has a number. We think he just has a desired destination. Do you think he actually maybe does have a number at this point? And another question. I want. I got two questions for you. That. And have the Bruins picked up the phone? Has he received an offer at this point? Well, if you look at the the side of, of Tory Krug where he said that negotiations were non-existent, it seems to me like Sweeney is sort of uh, caught up with uh, in other endeavors. Like, I don't know what he's got going on, but we thought, well, trade has to be coming. They let Krug go. They didn't, they didn't improve the defense whatsoever. Chara might not return because either the Bruins aren't going to pay him or he might go somewhere else. So something has to be in the works, right? But to me, it doesn't seem like there's anything in the works. So is he getting called by the team? I don't know. I mean, he Sweeney has said. Out. Sweeney could be out to some of the remaining free agents and maybe waiting for them to see that their value needs to drop and maybe he wants to be there for that. That's a possibility. That's stuff that we can't so, really have insight on. Right, but I feel like he's more looking at offensive power than he is in defensive power. And even still, so it's going to get to the point where maybe – Maybe he does fill up the defensive end of the team. And then what? He's just going to be like, hey, Chara, sorry, bud. We don't need you. We don't want you. Like, you're going to let the guy go out that way? I don't I don't think that that's, you know, if the guy still wants to play, he can still contribute to this team. And he helps these younger guys a lot. I mean, McAvoy seems to have improved a lot over the last year. Um, he has said in the past that, you know, Chara has definitely helped his development and I think every young player says that. Um, I'd be curious to get somebody on who's actually played with Chara and ask them their opinion on how did his how did his you know leadership and play style help develop you as a player. And I would be very shocked if they said not at all. Yeah. You know that he didn't help me at all. So right. I I just think that if the guy wants to play, you got to let him play. But that's me. Maybe I'm just a homer, and maybe I'm not looking at the future of the team. I don't know. But um, to answer your question, I don't know if they've reached out to him or not. And and 
it's hard to tell until it actually happens. What would, what do you think? Do you think they have? Well, Sweeney did say, like, you know, we've had discussions, obviously, with Charo. Eventually, we will let him do what he wants, what he feels is best for him, and we would love to make something work. But I think he has to say that to the media just to keep them off his back. So, uh, again, I don't know. He might, it's, Charo it's might have the vet men, and he might, they might be saying, we want just a little more. Well, and, and if they want a little more, then give them a little more. Uh, yeah, like, I just don't think Sweeney's going to do that. I don't think even a million and a half is going to hurt you. I, I Listen, I completely agree, but... Especially if you're not getting anybody else. What do, what do you grade the free agency period of, of Sweeney to this point? A, a C plus. C plus. Like, we picked up a great third-line player, and I think that him and Coyle are going to play amazingly together. Yeah. But I think we're still lacking on that second-line... Um, secondary scoring and and a player that is going to be good with Krejci. Now, Kasha played well in the playoffs. He didn't score a lot, but he showed flashes of being very good, that he would play really well with him. He's fast. Um, Krejci makes people look good if they're actually good at hockey or decent at hockey. So I don't want to say that he's not going to help our team next year because I just don't know. I didn't get a big enough sample size of him. But... um. I don't think that they did enough. Like, we saw a lot of players go away to other teams that we had a potential to go to. And again, I think I said this on the last episode that we did, just because a player is available and we don't get him, it's not because we didn't try. Like, Taylor Hall clearly wanted to go to Buffalo because who the hell would ever want to go there? He had to make that decision himself. He had the option to come here. He had the option to go to any team. But... Just because they're a free agent and we don't get them doesn't mean it's because we didn't try. So he might just have struck out because it seems like in the past and trade deadlines and off seasons that for whatever reason, players don't want to come here. And I don't know what that reason is, but I think it's not as easy as it looks without franchising, like giving up the future of the team because... Think about a couple years down the road from now, who's going to be looking for contracts? McAvoy, who's going to want a big contract? If you sign DeBrus to a bridge deal and he and he shows that he can play, he's going to want a big contract. So if you bring in somebody like Taylor Hall for five years for huge dough, how do you pay these other players? Defense is way harder to come by than offense in, in this NHL right now. Yeah. So you can't let a player like McAvoy just walk away because you can't afford it. Right. So Sweeney does look at that, and I think that has a huge effect on why he hasn't done more this offseason and why we aren't as happy as we could be. But I can't blame. I can't put all the blame on him. Right. So so, so C C plus, but not for a lack of effort. No, I mean it's very clear that he put in effort to try to get some of these players like Taylor Hall and and right. the the one thing that you can obviously fault him for is not even negotiating with Tory Krug. Like, you don't know that he wasn't going to take a little bit less or whatever, but because yeah. according to Krug, they didn't even have that negotiation. Yeah, that now, levels him to a C for me, or maybe well, a C-. minus. That and the fact that... It's a passing grade, but, like, you don't pick up the phone on Tory Krug. Right. Why? I mean, he's he's a fan favorite. 
He shows that he loves the city. He plays hard every game. Like, yeah, exactly. That that's what we just don't know. It's it's insider information that we'll never know. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna dock him for it because it seems. And that's fair. BS a little bit, but yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's not. It's 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 a low grade, but it's not for a lack of effort. He he has taken he's taking cracks out there. Nothing is going his way. There's still some names on the table as you and I were discussing briefly a second ago. A couple of names that we can can bring up now. Um, you know, Chara tops the list. And then you got Anthony Duclair forward, played for the Senators last year. We were me and Andrew are on board with Duclair, maybe taking a flyer on him. Yeah. Uh, then you got Granlin, the forward from the Predators. Howla from forward from the Predators. Hoffman forward. Kovalchuk, we've we've exhausted. No. For, <laughs> former B Carl Soderborg. And then uh, the only other defenseman on that list, and reminder, the first one was Chara, is uh, Vatanen. So, but, okay, really quick, because it just kind of triggered this in my brain. Another reason why I think I brought him down a little bit on the grade is because when he made that comment about Petrangelo and not even, and not needing him on the back end, it's like, that brought it down a little bit for me too, because in in fantasy land, obviously I want him on this team. But if you look at salary cap and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't make any sense. But the fact that he wouldn't even pick up the phone and talk to him to be like, you know, yeah, he goes, you guys look like you're about to win a cup. I'll come there on a two-year deal for, yeah, it's going to be like $7.5 but a two-year deal doesn't, fran- doesn't like hurt your franchise down the road. I want the option to go somewhere else or potentially resign. But you never know what somebody's going to say without talking to them. Like, like, just for instance, when they picked up um, Smith, he was like, I got a call, I got calls from a bunch of teams. I wanted to go to Boston. I love Boston. My wife loves Boston. It was a no-brainer. So you never know what a player is feeling and how, unless you specifically know that they go, yeah, I hate Boston. I would never go there. Then you don't pick up the phone on them. But, like, at least call on an elite defenseman. Stuff like that, I think... That's a bonehead move. And I'm a Sweeney fan. And and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's done a great job with this team since he's come in, went to the finals, won some president's trophies, like stuff like that. But you need to pick up the phone on guys like that and at least kick the tires, right? A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. There's uh, – I, I think we talked about that last episode a good amount. It's just – Yeah. I don't care if the agent says he we got no interest – Show show an overt amount, just right. to see what comes back. Just like get right. a rise out of these guys, maybe get them to be into it, and then you can make your choice. Well, and and like we said last episode too, it's like what happens come trade deadline time when these guys know that you want them, and and they become available because the team that they're on didn't make isn't going to make the playoffs, or for some reason. A bunch of players got hurt. They're going to miss the playoffs this year. The guy wants to get out of there, and he requests a trade or is available for trade, and the Bruins never reached out to him in the first place, so he's like, oh, well, they, they don't want me, so what's the point? You know, it, it potentially set yourself up for success in the future too, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But it's just it's kind Krug- of things that you got to put, you kind of you got to tally up. You gotta yeah. say, okay. I mean, this isn't the end of the world right now. It's weird. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to remember this if you pull some shit like this in next year. 
Right. Because if they because over time they add up. Yes, there's there's the positives, but then like if it's a lot of letting you know perennial foundation type players walk, or not even picking up the phone to call players that could be that. Right. What what are you doing? What, yeah. How can that not be a part of your day? There's no there's no time excuse. You made a conscious effort to not do that. What's right. happening there? And if it's too, if it's like personal and ego or whatever the hell it might be, it's ridiculous. No. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um, but so yeah, as you said, I mean, there's a few players out there, and I think that the one that tops everybody's list is Hoffman. So. I don't know. Obviously, I feel like something would have happened if he was going to come here. Then that would have happened already. But he hasn't gone somewhere else, so you never know. Right. Um, I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that the future of the NHL right now is so uncertain. Like, they don't even know when they're going to start. They don't know if they're going to start. A bunch of owners have come together and said, we would rather have no season at all than to have a season in a modified bubble because we can't justify not having fans there. It won't, we won't reach our bottom line and all this stuff. So it's like they, they almost, we don't even know if they're going to play a season next year. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like, do they not to get, get to do the arenas because the NBA is probably going to do the arenas. I don't. I don't understand why their hands are so tied. Um, well, I think I think it hurts them to have to do. So you got to think like if there's no fans and there's no concessions, they're paying all that money to do the ice in every arena, and then they're paying the 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 workers, the union guys, to to switch over to basketball and do all that back and forth. So they're paying a bunch of people. They're. I mean, all right, like. Like we've said in the past, we're not saying they don't have money, but some of these NHL franchises literally cannot afford this. They can't yeah. afford to do no fans again. Like, right. I don't know how half of them are, like, maybe not half, but a quarter. Some of them might not survive this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. Imagine if, like, it got so bad you start losing teams. I mean that's like I mean they're doubling down at this right now. Like Seattle, Seattle's a way for the entire league to bring in money at this time. Um, I think I think there's ways around this. I think there's ways to pull in ratings and pull in money. uh, Maybe through like numerous bubbles that kind of you only travel between those. But I don't know. Maybe the NHL. Maybe we don't have hockey next year. Uh, I hope that's suck. not true. That would suck a lot, but I don't hear anyone else falling victim to that. So that's why it's just it's weird to me. I, I mean, obviously they know more than I know. And well, they're I all mean, looking at the bottom line as the you know, let's be honest, as the least lucrative of the major four sports in America. Not only that, but to be fair, uh, football is football. I mean, they make the most money. Baseball has some secret way of making money because I don't understand how half of the stadiums are empty all the time and yet they still are like extremely wealthy and doing $500 million contracts and things like that. Um, and then basketball has a lot of TV rights and they make money off TV and stuff like that. So oh, and, uh, and international, I mean, right. It, hockey kind of gets the, the worst of all of it, I guess. Yeah. 
but I don't know. I guess it boils down to, obviously, we want hockey next year. I don't see it being with fans. I think we'll be lucky if we get fans in the playoffs, and I think that's being, you know, optimistic. I could be completely wrong, um, but I think that maybe by July, June, July, we might start seeing fans back in stadiums. I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but the bottom line is re-sign Zidane Chara. Thank you. <laughs> And thank you. Pick up, pick up some uh, secondary scoring. Absolutely. Just do it. We got the room for it. You got the money. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I wonder too if there's a world where, like, you know, how Toronto's Jurassic Park exists. If there's a world where you could kind of do, like, they just did it at Dodger Stadium. They did drive up. Uh, you could watch the World Series in the parking lot on a jumbotron in your car. That's cool. And so there's concessions and stuff. And if these events are are working for, you know, viewing parties of any nature, I I, I went to a concert. I went to a drive-in concert, and it felt very safe and distanced, and there was a lot of food and memorabilia and everything. What if you bring the inside of the stadium, the hallways, outside in a lot of these places? Now, I know in a lot of these winter places, it's going to be a lot more difficult, and it's much more of a, a, you know, a, a warm weather type thing, but, you know... Why not? Try. Try. Why not? The tickets are like worth $75 a car. What You know, why the hell not? Check, check it out. Try it out. It, like that's, it's it, worth that's a where shot. You're, you're claiming you're losing all your money. Right. People like, you know, and obviously it'd be a lot more difficult to make sure people don't bring food in at that point. But, yeah. But, you know, your memorabilia, you know, no one's, no one's going to buy that somewhere else. So, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it does feel like there's other things to throw at the wall before we throw the whole thing out the window. So then let's talk about basketball because I feel like they have a better head on their shoulders when it comes to this type of thing. So do you have any information on, like, I thought I read somewhere that they're talking about potentially starting the season around December 22nd. Yeah, so the last time we spoke, it was it was looking like we would not have it at Christmas and it would definitely be in January. Uh, since then... It's been brought. It's been brought together. The owners are in agreement for a December twenty second start. It was originally pitched to the players. The players said no. It's being pitched again. I'm sure it's an altered version. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, well, we're recording this on Wednesday. You're listening on Friday, so it will have been yesterday, Thursday of this week. Uh, so by Friday, by the time you're hearing this, there will be a decision on uh, whether or not the the season starts on December twenty second or in January. Um, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer did a breakdown of the number of teams that haven't played in a long time uh, and, like, how many – and, like, basically even bubble teams, like, two-thirds of the league haven't played in three months. So he thinks to expect a December 22nd start because it's less teams that have played more recently. I personally think the players are going to say, well, well, we'll do January, I want Christmas, but I don't know. NBA definitely, like definitely, definitely wants that Christmas Day. They've cornered Christmas Day for as long as I can remember. They want it. They want to hold on to it. I'm sure they're going to push for it. However, the ball is quite literally in the Players Association's court. Wow, I see what you did there. Hey, sorry, everybody. We just lost four listeners. <laughs> well, I was listening until you made that, <laughs> that really fun. awful pun. Oh, man, that pun made, gave me a stomachache. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Anyways, they don't even talk about the Pats. Uh, um, <laughs> dude, nobody wants us to talk about the Pats. <laughs> Believe me, 
that uh, like if you thought having no no sports to talk about as far as hockey and basketball go, you do not want us talking about the Patriots yeah. right now. And if you thought having no receivers as Tom Brady was never going to work, <laughs> it was definitely never going to work as Cam Newton either. What? Uh, Anyways, congratulations to World Series champion Mookie Betts. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, wow, yeah, right. dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a sick episode, and then at the twenty minute mark, they just melted down, uh, and it got more interesting, didn't it? Um, it's, <laughs> everything just starts adding up, and we eventually crack, yeah. man. It's we we had so long, we had so many years of Boston success, and once we see a glimpse of failure, it is the end of the world. And anybody <laughs> anybody not from Boston listening to this right now is is like so happy. Oh yeah, oh, but they're bathing in this. I feel I felt cool because we're like two and five, right, or whatever. I was like, "Ooh, yeah, like this is what it's like to, to like a bad team. This it's is like, what I it's can, like to be a Browns fan." It's like I can take it. Oh God, <laughs> I cannot. Oh man, oh, sign a wide receiver, please. Don't trade for a Miami <laughs> one. Good God. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah, basketball is happening one way or another, December twenty second or early January. Let's go. Hey, the uh, uh, draft is around the corner. We got some draft news, uh, but uh, we'll I'll let you uh, whatever you had to say right there go first. I no, I have a question for you. It just kind of popped into my head. It was uh, it's super random, but it is basketball related. Uh, Rondo, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer or no? Yes. Did you did you see this going around social media recently or no? No. Like it's just I mean it's, I'm sure it was just some fan page or whatever, but. There was a discussion of, do you think that Rondo deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? And you say yes. Yeah, I do. Um, do you, I think, you think that he he deserves to be in if his career ended today? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I mean, I, he is 15th on the all-time assist list. He's won championships with two different teams. Yeah, I, I think I think he gets in. Maybe it's not unanimous. Maybe I'm off on that. Um, but I don't know. I I like to personally reward players who accomplish success with longevity, and he's been pretty. He's been fairly important uh, every step of the way for any team that he's he's been on. And I agree. Had I mean, sure, this was one of his more important seasons and years, but. Yeah, I th- I think I think if you're fifteenth all time on the assist list, if you're top twenty, you should be in the you should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's ahead of Hall of Famers such as Bob Cousy, Tony Parker. You know, he's he's writing he's writing conversation. He's he's right behind Westbrook. I mean, granted, Westbrook's a much different name with what he's done with triple doubles, but yeah, I I do. I think I think Rajon Rondo should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, call, call that's me fair. Hot, call me hot take, man. But no, I, I I was just curious on your opinion because I saw it and I was like, I mean, I would agree. I think that he deserves to be, um, I, and I don't think that he really needs to accomplish much else in his career, which he still will. But like, I don't know that he needs to do much else to make him solidified in that spot. So I would agree with you. Yeah, I just I just you know thought it was an interesting thing to get your take on. If he if he wins a championship. Next, in one, if he wins one more, I think it's with think, the Celtics. I, or, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, I would love him as our, our backup point guard. Oh my god! Um, if he wins, or even if you just trotted him and Kemba out at the same time in a small ball lineup with like 
Smart at the three, Brown at the four, and Tatum at the five. Yikes. Look the F out. Um, if he wins one more championship and he has and he has even just like a you know, a positive impact on that, uh, you know, or any impact. Like if he's like even the seventh or eighth man on that team. Yeah. I, I think there's no question he's he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, um not to kind of – I kind of derailed our entire conversation there, but I, I don't know. It just kind of popped into my head because huh. I was thinking about it. I mean, it. I was about to get into draft. We didn't we, – I halted. We, we, didn't, well, we didn't derail anything. Let's uh, – yeah, let's let's touch on the draft before we wrap it up, and then um, – when when is that exactly? I have two, I have two more pieces. To go. Okay. All right, we'll start with the draft, but both of them are pretty Celtics important, and you haven't heard the second one yet because it's – happened today and you would have brought it up for sure so i'm excited to drop that one on your head uh the draft's coming up on november 18th um soon yep and so with that the boston celtics are trying to trade uh their three first round picks uh to move up in the draft another part that could be part of these trade packages is the rumor coming out today that Gordon Hayward oh. wants out of his contract. What? He is going to opt out at $31 million. And when I read the article, it actually does make sense. Because the league is going to lose a lot of money from this year next year. So he is looking at 30 years old, wanting to resign. Like next year would be 31, turning 32, wanting to resign versus a 30-year-old guy right now in this strange offseason signing a long-term high-value contract. I think that's fair. I think that automatically moves him out of being a an, a viable option for the Celtics next season. They can't afford to give him that contract. We got Tatum to pay. Uh, you know, they 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 still seem to want to do something with a center. Um, there's other contracts coming up. It's just I, if he wants thirty mil for if he wants the, if, if he wants the Horford contract, I think once again the Celtics are going to pass on that. So what I think they should do is sign and trade him, because what a lot of people forget is that Gordon Hayward not selecting the player option uh, doesn't give us thirty four million dollars. That's not how it works. You know, there's bird rights and so on and so forth. Other stuff that I should really wrap my head around better so I can sound more intelligent about but basically we only get like seven million freed up or something like that so him walking i don't think behooves us so i i think we should try to sign and trade him to a destination that really wants him and see what we can get back from that how how bad do you think that hurts the team next year if he's if he's not there um I guess it depends, right, on what they replace him with. It does it does it? It totally depends. I I don't think he necessarily wants to leave Boston. I just think, I think what he's doing right now is is the smart move as a player to take care of your family and your future. I okay, think, I, but, I really do. I, I I don't think you can fault him. He's the writing is on the wall. I uh, I think it totally makes sense. I think he I think he'd be open to doing that deal with the Celtics. I just don't think we feasibly have the ability to do that, nor should we justify it because, you know, he is he is and has been a part of our game that that is, you know, superfluous. We have, you know, he's he's a winger, and that's where we are stacked. 
We're stacked who, at the wing. Who signs him and for how much? I mean, he's an injury-prone guy at this point. Doesn't mean that he's not a great player, but, I mean, is he worth what he was before? Yeah. Uh, for some teams that have room and just kind of need that other guy that could really fit in, yeah, he he is a viable option. Uh, I, I, I did see an article that had him in a, uh, I think, a, a Denver a Denver Nuggets jersey. That'd be He'd be a great piece to add to Denver. Um, the two suitors that emerged from uh, one of these sites is saying is, uh, oh, I'm sorry. See, I, I just struggle because it's like, yeah, obviously, I, I, I'm never going to understand leaving $30 million on the table, but at the same time, if you can leave it to potentially get a bigger contract he, for longer. He will, he will not, yeah, he won't opt out. Until he's he not really losing money. Suitor. Yeah, yeah. He so he could opt in if there's no suitors, but the, the everyone thinks there are some suitors. Another one I saw is um, wait, I said Denver. Another one I saw is the Trailblazers. I think he okay. Could, I think he could be a lot of help on the Trailblazers. Um, I saw the Suns as another one as well. So um, yeah, Hayward Hayward the. Recently, NBA ESPN insider Zach Lowe and, Bo- and expert Bobby Marks discussed a deal that would send Hayward to Portland for Zach Collins, Trevor Ariza, Rodney Hood, and a protected first-rounder. And I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, if not the Blazers, New York could make a lot of sense as well. In that scenario, a three-team trade could involve the in- Indiana Pacers, where Victor Oladipo and Hayward end up on the Knicks. Boston gets Miles Turner, and the Pacers get a ton of draft picks. I don't really care for that trade unless I'd, I'd take it Victor Oladipo, but even he's a risk with all of his injuries of late. I like the Portland trade. I love the idea of Gordon in, in Portland. I, I like the Blazers. I think that could be something that could take that team to the next level. You get a starting lineup of, um, you know, Dame, CJ, Hayward, uh, Mello, and uh, Nurkic. Like that's, uh, you know, those are all guys who have been all-stars at one point in their career. And starting lineup that makes Portland a serious threat in the West. I could see Portland pushing for this, and uh, that would be with a re-sign, and they they would have mo- the money to do it if they if they move those players in our direction. There's some interesting stuff. I I, I want Gordon Hayward back, but you know we do have an excess of wings, and uh, I I don't know. I don't. Well, and and Tatum and Brown are your priority right now, anyway. Totally. So totally. If it takes away from from that whatsoever, you, your hands are tied. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I know it's not really necessarily up to us, but I'm saying... Well, Bra- uh, well Brown's few- locked. Like, you're good with Brown for four years, three more. Right, right. But, but I'm saying, yeah. like, re-signing him to a longer deal, if that affects your ability to sign Tatum or, you know, Brown after his contract is up, it doesn't really help us, yeah. you know? It doesn't really... It's not good. But I think we have the ability to give him the most money, so that's what it would be a sign-and-trade for, so that's why right. other teams would be interested in that. And also, so what's people the, are probably going to need to make some room for this because you're right. I mean, a lot, who, not a lot of contending teams have a ton of room, and I'm sure Gordon wants to go and contend somewhere. Yeah, it's not that he yeah. wants to leave Boston at all. I I have no I have no hard feelings with it, with this with this idea. If it is, I really don't. I wish him well, no matter what happens. If he stays, fantastic. If he goes, I have a lot of faith in that guy named Trader Danny who has done us right for a very long time trading that asset. I mean, you got to support, right? Yeah, and I do. 
Uh, I mean, I d- you got to support, but like, I don't know. I think we're pretty good at calling these guys out, and uh, you know, Danny hasn't really screwed anything up. See if he can move up yeah. in the draft. We're looking at um, the we're looking at the kid out of USC. I believe it's Onyeka. Pardon my pronunciation if that is not it. Uh, but he, I think they want to trade up to trade for him. Fun, uh, interesting fact about him uh, is that he played with the Ball brothers growing up. He's from Chino Hills. Okay. Um, well. So, yeah. It's Onyeka Ongwangu. Okong, Okongwu. I think so. That's that's spelling. That's probably terrible pronunciation. But I like him. He's a 6'9 power forward. Maybe he's got some room to grow. He's very young and uh, played at USC for a year. Uh, played with the Ball Brothers. L.A. kid. I'm in. If we trade up and get him, sounds cool. I mean, you make it sound great to me, so yeah. I- I'm all into then. Yeah. So we'll see. Should be some movement coming. Uh, we'll have some more tr- talk leading up to the draft. Uh, got some people lined up who we can field some calls to. Got to get Jack Herzog back on and talk about what the hell is happening with the coaching staff in, in, in Brooklyn. My God. I, w- I would love to. Fan favorite. Oh, my God. Fan favorite Jack Herzog back on the program. <laughs> uh, maybe also get fan favorite uh, Jamel back on, talk about his prospects for the old Washington whiz with John Wall on the mend coming back this season and all the talks about Bradley Beal maybe being shipped out of town. We've got to see if anything happens with that number two pick in Golden State. And if they get scarier and better, those are that's one of the destinations rumored for Bradley Beal. So a lot of potential pieces to fall in the NBA, looking like another big shakeup of an offseason. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's it's looking interesting the more and more, or the closer we get to the draft and we get to the season. So we'll see. Yeah, man, I'm hyped. Um, but yeah, so like I said at the beginning of this episode, new episodes every Friday, um, and whether that is our weekly episode or if we decide to put out a episode with a guest or a friend or whoever it is, then um, that might be Friday or maybe an additional episode that week, depending on how things are going and what there is out there to talk about. So um, check back in for our episodes each week on Friday morning. Um, it, we'll put it up super early so that way people on you know the East Coast get it when they are up and it'll definitely be ready for West Coast, guys. Hell yeah. Um, but also shout out to stretched again, get as that always new album, get that, get that album that dropped. It's hot. Yeah. They it is. Got their it first is Spotify hot. playlist. They're starting to blow up. Yeah. Shout out to the stretch boys was with them yep. this weekend when I was in big bear. Uh, we talked about, we got to get them on. They, they know almost nothing about sports and that, that makes me very excited for the conversation. That, yeah. Which is way better. It's way better. We'll call it like balcony <laughs> chatters, like jock jams or something. Like whenever we have like, I mean, musicians who don't know <laughs> anything about or just musicians in general for some of our upcoming interviews a little hint there for you folks oh uh that'd be cool if we maybe we named it a little bit of a series because it's it'll be a good amount of sports but i know you and i definitely want to get it get into a good amount of the music side with some of these people we having on have on yeah another little hint is uh you know we look up to these people as as musicians so it'll be an honor to get them on the chatter yep we will be dropping some more hints when we get closer to um, releasing some episodes with some guests and it's going to be fun. So keep an eye out for all the stuff that we have coming up and we're really looking forward to it. So thank you everybody for listening. 
Um, you can find us on all the social medias. If this is your first time listening to us, we're on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think we're on Facebook as well. But definitely reach out to us if you have any questions or want to, you know, chat about sports. Or we're always we're always open to DMs and stuff like that. So um, we love to hear from voicemails too. We can play you on here. Yeah, definitely voicemails. We can play all those and get some get some good uh, conversations going. So, oh, but yeah. we we're gonna throw it to stretch, and we'll be back next week. Stay safe, everybody.